Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. We're going to pray and then get started. Lord, we just pray that you would speak to us this morning. Lord, we thank you that you are always faithful, that you are always true. And we pray this morning that we would hear from you and that we would hear your heart over us and our community and our region in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, pretty um, straight up this morning. Is that okay? Um, I've called it God is so much bigger than our problems. God is so much bigger than our problems. I don't know about you, but sometimes um, if we see things going on around us or maybe we're walking through challenges or whatever we are going through in our lives or around us, sometimes it can seem like we're drowning. It can we seem like other things are just going to chew us up and we will be overwhelmed. But I'm pretty much here to say something really simple today. God is bigger than all of those issues. He's bigger than all of those thoughts. He's bigger than all of those fears. He's bigger than all of those demons. He's bigger than all of those distractions and disappointments and other garbage. You know, it's, he, he is so much bigger that sometimes we need to remember the God that we serve. The God that we believe is not a weak, whimpering little thing in the corner, hoping that thing turn, everything turns out okay. He is in full control. He is all around us. He is ever present. He knows everything. Nothing is, is questionable for him. And yet with all the chaos of the world going on around us, we need to continually remind ourselves God is bigger. He's so much bigger than that issue. He's so much bigger than that situation. He's so much bigger than that fear or anxiety or stress that I'm walking through. That work situation, uni situation, relational situation, those, that stuff may be in your head, in my head. He's so much bigger. I want to give us three really, really simple things because I'm a simple person, okay? And I need simple. And sometimes if I'm uh, listening to people talking and they're really super well educated. I love it. I admire that. And, and I, in some ways, I, I wish I was like that in so many ways. But I, I listen to people like Jordan Peterson. You listen to the dude and it's like, how does he come up with that stuff? How does, he, how does that stuff come into his head and then out of his mouth? It's just incredible intellect. God has gifted that man with amazing intellect. If you want to listen to a podcast, listen to Dr. Jordan Peterson. I recommend him, especially young people. We need his smarts for this generation. But I want to give us three quick things that I think uh, will help us to remember God is so much bigger than our problems. The first thing is to find him. The second is to fixate on him. And the third thing is to follow him. The first one, to find him, we have to find him. We have to find him in the noise, in the chaos, in the distractions. We've got to go and find him. We've got to actually work out, yeah, he's the one. He's the one. So we've got to go and find him. Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 onwards says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. 
and to the one who knocks, the door will be open. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if you ask for fish, will give him a snake? If you then, that you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. It's interesting. I, I wasn't going to read that last verse because I thought that's not really relevant to what I've just read. But it's apparently relevant. It's apparently relevant that in everything we do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. This sums up a key to getting our prayers answered. I know that's a selfish way of, of explaining it. But the truth is, when we do to others, when we sow and reap, when we obey that principle of sowing and reaping, then we can be assured the Lord hears our prayers. And when we're asking, seeking and knocking, there is access to him. There is access to answers and finding him. The next one is probably the biggest one, I think. And I had to try and come up with something that was started with S, the F, that was relevant. And the only word I could think of was fixate. Because sometimes it's all we can do. Fixate on Him. Fixate on Jesus. Fixate on God, on His bigness, on His goodness, on the fact that He has created you. He has created me for a reason. And uh, therefore, we're going to read... Uh, Sorry, we'll read 2 Timothy chapter 2. And it's, it's titled, A Call to Endurance. This is what we need in this hour, isn't it? Endurance. Verse 1 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off every encumbrance and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with endurance the race set for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such hostility from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. It's easy in the ups and downs of life, in the disappointments of life, to grow weary. To grow weary. It's something that often we're faced with our own humanity. When we're faced with trials and challenges, we are weak. I know I'm weak at various times. I'm weak. And it's one of those things I've got to continually remind myself and fixate on Jesus to gain access to that truth and that power and that source of life and hope. Because there is no hope other than Jesus. I don't know... If, if you might be in the room and you might be wondering, what is this dude speaking about? I'm speaking about Jesus. He is your only hope. This world is a crazy, messed up place, but for Jesus Christ. And he died on the cross for your sin and my sin. It doesn't matter how bad, how big, how ugly. He died for you and for me to wash us clean of all our sin, all our guilt, all our shame. And if maybe you've never given your life to him this morning, just give your life to him. You could be sitting there this morning and you just say, Jesus, I want you. I want to live for you. It's all it takes is just that heart-to-heart -heart connection. And maybe you need to talk to someone and connect and say, hey, I, I need this Jesus. I need forgiveness. I want to be free of this stuff. I want to be free of guilt and shame. And that's what it's talking about here. Do you know that you are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses right now? 
If you believe in Jesus, the Bible says that you have ministering spirits ministering to you right now. They're called angels. You have angels right now. Who knows what they're doing? Praying, interceding, releasing good stuff over your life, blocking demons, blocking other things, all sorts of things going on in the spirit realm. We don't even know sometimes, most of the time, what's going on. But there are angels assigned to you, and they are ministering spirits. we got to remember, we have incredible resources at our hands. We just have to tap in. We just have to dive in. We just have to ask him. And that's what that, that first passage was talking about. Sometimes we're too lazy, we're too weak, we're too disappointed to even ask. I know there's times for me that maybe the, it's been so uh, cold for a while on answering prayer that you get into a place of disappointment. And I know I've got into a place of disappointment. God, you haven't done this. You haven't done this. You haven't done this. If only I could turn that around and hear his voice saying, but I have done this and I have done this and I have done this. Sometimes his prayers aren't answered in our exact perfect way, but he answers everything in a better way. It's one of those things, it's called faith, it's called trust, and it's the hard journey. It's much easier to solve our own things, but we get ourselves deeper and deeper and deeper, don't we? We, we need to fixate on Jesus. I, I feel this more than ever before, and Karen and I talk about this all the time. Obviously, we have a school, Jenny and Brian leading, and, and uh, I'm just aware of this all the time now, that we need, we need Jesus to come uh, like a, a, a mighty rushing wind <laughs> across our generation like we've never seen or believed. And you know what? The enemy comes to me continually through disappointment and say, oh, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. You've been praying for that for 25 years. It hasn't happened. The enemy comes to all of us to attack us at our area of desire, at an area of breakthrough, at the area of disappointment. And that's something that I, I keep praying for revival, I keep believing for it, but there's times where I'm just muttering the words. You know what I mean? When, you, when you're just like, Lord, are you really going to do it? You're really going to do it? And that's when I'm reminded, I've just got to fixate on him because there is no other hope. There is no other hope for this world. There is no other hope for this generation. It, it is more desperate now than it's ever been. And, you know, I, I don't know, I, I can kind of see, I'm 47, 47 this week. And... Uh, I, I realize I'm, I'm getting older. I was the oldest dude out on the motocross track yesterday. And I was having to take some breaks. <laughs> but, and they're 15-minute circuits. And the guy said, should we make them five minutes for you? <laughs> I'm like, wow, okay. Anyway, hey, I can still do a half marathon each week. It's okay. I'm, I'm doing okay. Anyway, a call to endure. We've got to endure and fixate on Jesus, on our Saviour, on our King, on our Redeemer, on the rider, on the white horse who's coming back for you. He's coming back for me. It's not a fable. It's not a story. But this world is in a lesser and lesser degree knowing this message. And so we need a move of God to come. But maybe he'll choose you and me to move some of the rocks first. Maybe we'll be the wave breakers. Our prayers, our actions, our relationships, our activities, the things we do. Maybe he's waiting on us. I don't, I don't know. I don't have any great revelation on this, but I know that he normally moves 
in and through human beings. Every move of God, he has participated, you and me, humans, in that process. And I wonder what he's waiting on. I wonder what he's waiting on from me. I wonder what he's waiting on from you. We've got to fixate on him because, um, you know, we've, uh, we've kind of recently banned the news in our house. <laughs> I don't know if any other households have done that, but, you know, I, I like to keep up to date on the news and things like that, but I find myself just, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, Jesus, help us. This is called news. Are you serious? You can't believe a thing those guys say. You just can't believe a thing those guys say. And it's at times like that where I just got to turn it off, fixate on Jesus and say, man, you need to come, Lord. You need to come now, <laughs> now, now into our nation, into our city, into our lives. And so we've got to fixate on him. Whatever the issues, whatever the disappointments, we've got to let them go. We've got to let them go. There might be hurts from your previous church or Christian experience or leaders or parents or whatever it might be. And I think Karen said this a couple of weeks ago. We'd done two weeks of, of some ministry and, and been redoing this stuff. And it just has reminded us again, it's good to do. Forgiveness is really, really, really powerful. I, on Wednesday, I was doing some forgiving and just going through. No one in here, don't worry. It's, it's... Anyway, so I was, I was going through this. and I, I, The day before, I think I, I'd had a message from someone just saying, you know, it'd be, I'd love to catch up. And, and uh, you know, long story short, basically, it was just a moment of reconciliation. A moment of reconciliation and healing and forgiveness was the key. Forgiveness was the key. Absolutely unexpected, absolutely random, but God sovereignly through forgiveness brought healing and pretty miraculous healing and restoration. And let me tell you, forgiveness is powerful. Forgiveness is powerful. So if you're harboring stuff, even this morning, I want to encourage you, it's not them that's getting the poison, it's you. It's not them that's getting all the stuff it's us. When we harbor unforgiveness, we're the ones drinking the poison. We think they are. We think we're, oh, it's them, it's them, it's them. We're drinking it the whole time. And it's diseasing us. It's diseasing us. So much so that even the Bible says that if we don't forgive, he won't forgive us those same things. He will hold them against us. This is the word of God. This is the truth of God. And so we don't have a choice. This is a fourth F that I didn't put in here. And it's called forgiveness. Because he takes us to the cross and he, he meets us face to face, face. It doesn't matter what has happened. Every single one of us has no choice but to forgive. Because we've been forgiven first. He first forgave us Consider him who endured such hostility from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Don't lose heart. Don't lose heart. No matter how dark, no matter how, how much stuff's going on, don't lose heart. Don't grow weary because he is always at the ready. He is always ready to pour out his grace. And the last one, follow him. Matthew eleven twenty eight says, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, 
and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Every other method that we try leads to destruction. Every other thought pattern, everything outside of Jesus Christ leads to disappointment, leads to anxiety, confusion, depression, wrecked lives, etc., etc. That's That's the way the enemy takes us. But Jesus says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Doesn't feel it sometimes, does it? Sometimes it feels like the hard way. It is the narrow path, but we can give everything to him. We can give everything to him. We can trust our lives with him. No matter what we've walked through, we can trust our lives with him. I want you to stand and the band to come up. Just lift your hands and if you want to begin just forgiving some people, then go for it. It's, it's you who's going to gain the freedom. Let me guarantee you that. You never know what's going to break open. We never know what reconciliation, what healing's going to come about. Or maybe it's just one of those points where you've just been reminded again by his word that we're going to refix fixate on him, remember him, put him first. Let go of the disappointments, let go of the stuff, let go of the, for me it's always judgments, 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 letting go of judgments, just opinions about things I should have no opinion on. Apart from footy teams, I think you're allowed to have opinion on that, aren't you? So Lord, we just give you our stuff this morning. We lift our hands, we lift our hearts in obedience to your word, and we give you our stuff. Stuff we've been harboring. Some have been harboring stuff for years and years and years. You can't even remember why. But we're the ones who get the disease. We're the ones who get poisoned. And so, Lord, we choose this morning. We may not even feel like it, but we choose to forgive. We choose to forgive those who have hurt us. You might even want to name them now. Just in your head, people don't need to hear you. It's just you and the Lord. You might just want to... Name them in your own mind and just begin releasing them from your judgments, from your criticism, from your unforgiveness. And he'll give you freedom. He'll give you forgiveness. He'll give you hope. He'll bring restoration. And so, Lord, we fixate on you no matter where we've been or what we're doing. You might have been away from the Lord here this morning. I want to say one thing. Walking with the Lord is a much much, 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 much easier way. And it leads to life. Wherever you're at with Jesus this morning, I want to encourage you, give your life to him. You may have never heard this message before and, and you want true freedom. Give your life to Jesus. All you have to do is say, Jesus, I want to live for you. I want you to come into my life. I want to get to know you. I want to get to know truth. I want to live in heaven, not in hell. I want to know what that means. I want to have a relationship with you. I believe you died on the cross. You forgive me of all my sin. Wash me, cleanse me. And I want to live for you. And whether you've been, whether that's a, a first time you've ever prayed something like that or whether you might have done it 30 times, it really doesn't matter. 
Lord, we just ask that you'd hear every prayer this morning. You'd hear every prayer. And Lord, we choose you. We choose you over our problems. We choose you over harboring unforgiveness. We choose you over the confusion, the doubts, the disappointments, all the other stuff that's going on around us. We lay it all at the foot of the cross today, Jesus. And we say, come. Bring your hope. Breathe your fresh life upon us, your people. Breathe your spirit upon us that we may walk with you in a fresh new way. Break every chain. Break every restriction, every distraction in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we choose you. We choose you. We choose you. I'd just love everyone just to raise both hands really high if you, if you want to, if you can. I just want to decree and release a blessing over us, Harvest Church, this morning. Lord, I thank you for every person in this room. I thank you for every family member related to every person in this room. And Lord, I speak your blessing. I speak your restitution. I speak your restoration of relationships. I speak your healing of bodies. Even as unforgiveness is put at the cross, you would replace it with healing. Lord, that you would pour out your spirit on each one, on every household. That you would hover over every house. That you would meet with us. That you would fill us with your presence and your power, but you would show us how to walk, show us how to believe, show us how to fixate on you and follow you. So Holy Spirit, we say come. We say come this morning. We say come this morning. Have your way. Let your kingdom come in our lives. Let your will be done. No other will, but let your will be done over every person, every home. And Lord, I just release your blessing. I release your life. I release your hope. I release your fire. I release your anointing. I release breakthrough. And Lord, I just pray that you would use us, use us in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. <laughs>